This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is the 197th episode. This week, I will be overviewing the happenings of the books and events that have taken place since the 27th of May and through the 3rd of June up until now. So, uh, last week, as you may or may not know, I didn't put out an overview episode out of respect for the podcast Blackout or media blackout. Um, we're not going to talk about any of that. It's not the time for that right now. Um, it's <laughs> if if at this point in time I say if you're if you're here then you're trying to escape it. Um, that that's that's all there is to it. So I'm just trying to provide some sort of escapism in the best way, not in the worst way. So uh, yeah, so this is an overview podcast, not necessarily a review podcast. I'm going to be going over the books, uh, a good portion of the books that have been released. Keep in mind, there hasn't been a whole lot of Marvel, but uh, yeah, and there we go. But as the formula used to contain, there was uh, things that I would talk about and say before we got into those week's books, that week's books, like I said, kind of combining weeks this episode, but doesn't make it <laughs> any uh, uh, super extra long by any means on account of how little has actually been <coughs> excuse me released. So uh, let's start out with a little bit of speculation. Huh? Um, like I said, not a whole lot has been released. They're not releasing a whole lot of potential keys right now, but there are some things to to keep an eye on. At least I'll be keeping an eye on them. So, uh, first one, this one came out on the 3rd, and this was Catwoman number 22. Uh, I didn't get the chance to open it up or read it, but from what I understand, there is a group of some bad girl misfit nannies fucking shit up. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, who knows uh, what what that means? It's it's a super minor key, if anything, right now at most. I don't think it's increased in value at all. But uh, yeah, for anybody out there just snagging everything, there you go. That's something, something that's got potential. Uh, then we've got Venom number twenty-five. Now this is the first virus. This wasn't supposed to be the first virus because. Um, well, uh, I'll talk about it here in the next segment in a little bit more detail, but, uh, Free Comic Book Day was supposed to happen, and that would have meant that Spider-Man Venom, the Free Comic Book Day book, should have come out, and that was supposed to be the first 
appearance of this virus character and then venom would come out later venom number 25 would obviously come out later and boom um but because of all of that technically venom 25 is going to be the first book or the, the the first appearance of virus from what it seems right now people are all over it there's all types of variants out there so if you can get your hands on a copy of venom 25 hang on to it for a little bit i have a feeling it'll take off maybe like uh venom 30 or venom 30 uh venom 3 did you know no um i'm not saying that virus is going to be null but who knows who knows um, Kate's is saying that this, this, uh, this run's gonna, <laughs> this next arc of Venom's gonna blow your fucking minds, blow my mind as well. I'm in that boat too. So, there you go. That's what I got for speculation. Not a whole lot. Uh, now let's talk news. There is some news to be talked about for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I did, you know, pick a, um, last week was just gnarly. A lot of shit happened last week. The world is going through all types of changes and uh, with that also came a big step from dc but we won't talk about that yet <laughs> we do got some dc news though uh bendis bendis has come out and said subtly through a another uh what was it comics boom or something like that i believe it was another podcast um yeah he kind of dropped that he's nearing his end on superman so that's something, right? That's something. Um, what that means, I don't know. Where is he going to go next? What's he going to do? But uh, frankly, I'm I'm done with him doing Superman too. You know, it's uh, I'm okay with that. I'd like to see what what he takes on next. Uh, now, uh, yeah, that's 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 all I'm really going to talk about there. I don't I don't want to beat that horse too much. Um, now. Going over to Marvel, Marvel, like I was saying earlier, there's no free comic book day rescheduled right now. It's supposed to be May 2nd. Obviously, that didn't happen. So, uh, the date is still kind of up in the air. Marvel, however, says, fuck that shit. Uh, we're going to release our books when we want it, because we can do that. Now, they will still be released freely <laughs> on specific dates so uh right now they, they they had two books they were going to put out or at least two books that they're announced they're releasing early as far as i know both of them uh, heavy books for sure uh, all the more i mean i could see them why them they just want to get them out so on july 15th they're going to release uh the free comic book day x-men book and apparently this is going to have a huge uh, play into the X of Swords thing that Hickman's doing. We we're all waiting patiently for X of Swords, or impatiently. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that that book's gonna pop off on the fifteenth for free once again for free while supplies last. And then uh, Spider-Man Venom is gonna be released for free on the twenty-second of July. Now this is cool. This is neat. But here's where I may find a problem. Unless these books were super produced. And the reason why I stress this is because last year, there was a Spider-Man book and an Avengers book that ran out very quickly uh, that Marvel put out. No other free comic book day ran out. Uh, that I, I mean, at least that I saw at any of the places I went. Now, what I, the problem I find with this is that 
normally you get this list. You, if you're new to Free Comic Book Day, you go in and you, you, you get to pick and choose, you know, maybe one or two books out of 30 or 40 titles. But if we're going to do a mini Free Comic Book Day on the 15th, and everybody wants this book, and that's the only one to choose from, then they are going to run out. Uh, that, that's, that's all there is to it. This book is going to run out. So, um, now, I would imagine there's still going to be a shit ton of copies out there, but I wouldn't drag your feet. I would say on that Wednesday, uh, you get your ass to the fucking comic book store, and you get your free copy, and then spend some goddamn money. Uh, now, on the good side to this, is this is going to bring, bring people into comic book stores multiple times for free comic book day multiple times uh albeit yes very many uh i mean and not by many i mean many many free comic book day uh yeah so i mean it can uh, it has it has two sides to that coin for sure uh but uh fuck this is this is big news they're they're, they're just dropping the bomb there just dropping the bomb now, uh, that's that's all I got on Free Comic Book Day for now. Now, let's talk the big news. The, the news that has everything shook right now. Everything is shook. DC. Now, uh, allow me to <laughs> get on my soapbox here. DC is split from Diamond. So, the, 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 we all knew that they were seeking alternative uh, means of distribution. That's no secret at this point. But they had also stated that they mm, sticking with Diamond as well. Now, that is not the case anymore. Diamond has severed their contract from, or DC has severed their contract from Diamond. And thus meaning Diamond has lost uh, nearly 30% of its, uh, its, its revenue, uh, yeah, revenue generation. Now, uh, <laughs> this is bad. There, there is no good to this. I understand a lot of people saying, "Ding dong, you know, diamond's dead. The monopoly's over." Well, I, I get you there. Yes, the monopoly's going to fall, but along with it will be everything that's on its back, and that being the entire direct comic book market. Uh, this is DC's way of backing out of. Now, from here on, I, everything I had stated up until now is fact. Uh, from here, er, my, my next statements will be uh, my speculation and opinion. <coughs> Excuse me. Huh. So, um, <laughs> DC loses... No, no, keep in mind, you can go back and listen to an episode with Chuck Rosansky that I did in one of the latest Creator Corners, and we talked about the potential of this happening. He's the owner of the world's largest comic book store. Kind of a big deal. I mean, it's not like he just inherited it a few weeks ago. He started the store 50 years ago. Mile High Comics has been... Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Fact is, the man knows his shit. He is actually responsible for the direct market that we know today. Not in the f shape that we know it today, but uh, it has since evolved since he started the direct market, or helped create the direct market, let's put it that way. 
Um, but yes, it is. Uh, he he was on. And he talks about it now. We're we're getting ready to witness the fall of the direct market. Will comics go away completely? No. No, I don't believe that. I believe stories will still be told. Um, I will go on to say, go on and uh, get yourself a tablet, because most of them are going to be told digitally. DC is doing this because they can no... No, like I said, opinion. They cannot uh, sustain this, this uh, you know... Thing they have going right now. Since AT&T came in, they see dollar signs. They don't give a shit about the legacy of comic books. Uh, they don't care about the fans at all. It's just not a yeah. It's not a thing. So they're not gonna fall on their own. They're gonna do the thing that's gonna make sure everybody else falls. And uh, yes, they're gonna be the one responsible, but they're not gonna be the only ones that end up a failure. So, uh, Jim Lee is doing this thing, and I'm not saying, you know, let's, we're not gonna throw pitchforks and torches at Jim Lee. That's, I'm not saying that at all. Just he, as the guy trying to save his job as president of, you know, DC, he's making these decisions to pull out to, like I said, um, no longer have to <laughs> eventually print these books. Uh, so, and the reason why I say this is, you know, them saying, okay, if we're going down, you guys are all going down with us. Well, because of the direct market being held up, uh, solely by Diamond at this point, we have not had any feedback as to how well Lunar and Midtown did during the two week, uh, period that DC was using them. We have no feedback on that. No, I have heard of no shops. At least I have heard. I'm not saying the feedback doesn't exist. I just haven't seen it of any shops that have actually gone through and used this source. But DC was happy en enough with them for them to, or confident enough with them to be like, okay, yeah, no, you're our guys now. Or it, like I said, them just saying, nope. Uh, we're we're <laughs> we're just gonna say these guys are a thing and just watch it all crumble down as these guys are failing to distribute our books. Now, why is it all gonna crumble down? Get to the point. The point being, uh, Diamond in the fragile state that they are, uh, the, in the industry and local comic book shops squeaking by in the way that they do, and by squeaking by I mean just fucking barely, like operating at a nine ten percent profit margin. If that, if they're lucky, um, <laughs> they, they, uh, oh man. See, this is just hard for me to say. It's hard for me to verbalize because I don't want to say it. I'm not happy to say it. I'm really not. I've been predicting it, but I got it. How bad did I want to be wrong? I wanted to be wrong so badly. So, um, with Diamond not being, you know, losing th essentially 30%. Last month, DC uh, equated for 27 point something percent of Diamond's revenue generated. It's a big portion. Uh, then, I think it's Marvel at 6, or like, f I don't know, 50%. And then the rest. Uh, the next being Image at like 6%. To give you any type of idea. Um, so, <laughs> uh, they're not going to be able to continue on with these, these discounts that they offer, which in turn, in time, is going to enclose in even more on the very slim profit margins of these local comic book stores, these mom and pop stores. 
they're not all Mile High Comics. They're not all Midtown. They're not all Apple Seed. They're not all, you know, they don't all have that legacy and that backing, and that size. As a matter of fact, 99% of them don't. So, uh, this is, I mean, if there's no stores to distribute, then there's not a whole lot of motivation to continue to produce them in print. So again, all my, my speculation, but, I mean, my predictions so far have been coming true. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping somebody figures some genius way out to fix all this. I really do. But as of right now, the, the state of the industry is... It, it's it's just shattered glass. I mean, <laughs> it can't take anymore. It, it, it's about to just fall out from underneath us. It's it's all about to just crumble anymore. Any more step, and we're we're, we're it's, it's fucked. Um, uh, DC. How do I feel about DC? I know this isn't a super, uh, yeah. How do I feel type of podcast? Uh, but you know. Shit, man. And it's. I respected the idea at first of them going off and seeking uh, other other means of distribution, but for them to just yank the rug out on like this, this is this is rough. It is. It's. It, and I, you know, I'm not one to say. I hate. I really judge people that say it's not fair usually, but this really isn't fair. I mean, DC will single-handedly go down as the reason why um, so many people are going to lose their livelihoods. And by that, I mean their comic book shops. Um, fuck, man. I mean, me as a podcast. This is... I, I talk about new releases. What the fuck am I going to do? You know, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll find a way. I'll find something. Believe me, there's... I'm gonna still find ways to get comic books a thing. It's not like, you know, they're snapping all old comic books out of existence. As a matter of fact, if anything, they're just gonna be more sought after, and, you know, know, they're gonna be antiques. But small print press will probably still be a thing. Um, You know, Kickstarters and all that good stuff will still be a thing. I think Scout, you know, little people are gonna still try to distribute. Um, It's gonna be tough gonna be really tough for them but fuck man if, if this is maybe if them cutting out the middleman completely they you know a couple of good months of these people self-producing they're gonna put more money in their pocket and then you know i've invested that you know reinvested properly they can expand and grow and then open up their own individual distribution centers and then through time i'm not saying it's gonna be overnight but through time we figure this thing out again but I will say right now, um, get used to what will probably be the dark ages of comics. Um, uh, I, th- I have a feeling, and you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> it, it's gonna. We're, we had the golden age. We had the silver age. There was the bronze age. There's the modern age, and then 2020 may just mark the dark ages for a bit. And who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Um, I'm not trying to qu- coin that term, but goddammit, I'm uh, coining that term if, if it does happen. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, so it's it's disappointing. It really is. It's disappointing. Um, I understand what Jim Lee's doing, though. He's trying to save his ass. Uh, but I don't know. 
I don't know, man. Step down. Fucking make a living off drawing and shit. You're drawing commission pieces still for the coronavirus, I think. Is that 60 days thing over? I don't know. But now he's doing uh, auction pieces for Black Lives Matter. The dude has proven that he could fucking make a shit ton of money just drawing. Jim Lee, just step down, man. Don't have your name tarnished. I don't know. I just don't want you to go down as the bad guy. But it's not looking good. Maybe we could... Hopefully, when it's all said and done, we could just blame AT&T. I don't know. So, that's the news. I know, we're really deep into it, and <laughs> haven't even started talking about books yet. Before we get into books, talking about books, talking about books that have already been picked up, I want to talk about where you could potentially get more books. When it's late, and auctioneering, uh, well, comic book stores are closed. There's folks like Hooked on Comics to come in and throw you out auctions and buy it now bargains and all types of great stuff. So, if you're looking, you're still just corona conscious. Uh, Hop on your, your internet and your keyboard and Get to bid. That's Hooked on Comics. That's on Tuesdays at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find them on nsclivetv.com, the Hooked on Comics Facebook page, and the Cheers to Comics Facebook group page. So, yes, once again, Tuesdays and Saturdays, 6 and 7 Eastern Times. That's Hooked on Comics, and this is all brought to you by nsclivetv.com, your home for the best in auction action. Now, let's, uh, <laughs> it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time to talk some comic books. It's gonna get happy now. Gonna get happy now. I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> first book to go over this week. Uh, you know, if I can go on all the way back to the 27th of May, keep that in mind. This is Justice League number 45. This is part two of the Cold War. An fog. This is Robert Venditti, Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreria, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Covered by Francis Manpool. So, uh... uh we left off last time, there's a Spectre. Spectre's getting ready to fuck some shit up. Well, as he's fucking by that, I mean he kind of turns the, the Justice League against each other. Well, in this issue, it's mostly just the Justice League going at each other and blaming each other for shit. And, you know, you should have told me about your secret, or you were going to, you know, release your secret identity and blah, 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 and all this other shit. And. Yeah, well, Spectre just looks on and, uh, well, Batman realizes, oh, fuck, you know, that's Spectre, but where's Jim Kurgan? And, uh, yeah, because, you know, that's, like, the the shell that Spectre uses, that Jim Kurgan guy. And, you know, he shows Justice League this prophecy, and then he just, poof, disappears. Um, and the Justice League, well, we gotta figure this shit out. Uh, and Wonder Woman, oh, I know where to figure that shit out. Let's go to Themyscira, or Themyscira, Themyscira? Uh, <laughs> I don't read Wonder Woman, obviously. So, uh, you know, they're like, well, they'll kill us, and they'll kill you for bringing us, because, you know, we're dudes. It's just like, yeah, but we gotta do this. You know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. And I think that's maybe where Jim Corrigan was supposed to be. I don't remember exactly. But, yeah, well, you know, either way, that's that's where the mission is. Well, 
Amazonians show up and it's uh they they draw their spears and Wonder Woman has to draw her sword on her own sisters and bah, yeah we're getting ready to have a Justice League versus Amazon fight I fucking dig it man fucking dig it getting right back into it uh no continuing on with DC back from the 27th we've got Batman Beyond number 43 this is Eradication Agenda, Part 1, Dan Jurgens, Sean Chen, Sean Parsons, ah, oh, fuck, I knew I was going to fuck that up, Parsons, Norm Ratman, and Chris Sotomayor, 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 I can never say it right, I'm sorry, Chris, covered by Dustin Wynn. Alright, so, Terry, he's back, he's being Batman, you know, and, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Dick, he's forbidding Elena, which is Neo-Batwoman, from wearing the costume. You know, like, you can't do that. And she's like, yeah, fuck you, Dad. Uh, and then Barbara, she takes Elena's side, you know, because, you know, she was Batgirl. And says, you know, fucking, yeah, her, she, us, not not you, Dick. So, you know, you know how that goes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, and they they just kind of really just leave it at that. Like, hey, you can't do this anymore. So I'm, I'm cool with how they kind of did that. You know, they're saying, cause there's a point in time, like, who's going to be the, the, the Batman? We're going to have a Batman and a Batwoman? There, there are two suits, and, but, you know, it's, can't give the new one to the new girl. Because the new one, yeah. But I don't know, I don't know. Fact is, Dick forbids it, and... Yeah, and they just kind of leave that up in the air. Meanwhile, Batman, he's just kind of, <laughs> uh, well, relocating to the city because the Batman was destroyed by Blight. So he's essentially looking for a new uh, uh, bat cave, but not a cave. <laughs> uh, it's a bat suite. Yeah, Bruce hooks him up. Bruce hooks Terry up. He's got a badass bat suite. Hiding in plain sight right in the middle of Gotham City. Um, and then they get attacked. Because <laughs> that's what happens, right? By a bunch of slamjackers. Because, yeah, slamjackers. And then Goliath arrives. And uh, Goliath being Damien's dragon. Because, you know, it's the future and whatnot. And, you know, he realizes, oh shit, well, maybe he's not... Maybe he's not here to hurt us. Let's, let's follow him. If he's here and Damien's not, Damien's got to be hurt. Well, show enough. They follow the dragon and there's a hurt Damien. Dot, dot, dot. End of that issue. I fucking stand by the point. I love reading Batman Beyond every single week. Uh, are they all jaw droppers? No. No, but they're good, solid books. And I fucking dig them, man. I really dig them. Let's hop on over to Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad number five. Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo, and Adriano Lucas. Covered by Bruno Redondo. Or at least one of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we have Suicide Squad versus Boomerang. Because, you know, that's that's where the last thing left off. Their, their order from Locke was to bring in Boomerang. And, you know, him being a former Suicide Squad member, it makes it a little difficult. But Osita, she goes rogue on a motherfucker. And she decides, you know, fuck that. I'm not gonna... Fuck Locke. Fuck that guy. So, yeah. Uh, but remember, remember, Jog was in the middle of getting ready to do some shit. And he got blown the fuck up by Boomerang. 
Uh, well, because, you know, he's boomerang. Uh, he didn't die, but his face is half blown the fuck off. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Osita, she wants to beat the shit out of Boomerang. Um, that's the thing. That's what I mean by she goes rogue. They were, she's already been kind of going rogue. She fucked up the first mission. But now that Boomerang blew half of Jog's face off, and the rest of the squad's like, no, we're not actually going to go after Boomerang. Remember? She doesn't give a shit. Fucking still after him. Eh. Uh, she, she does back off because, yeah. Jog is still alive. No. Boomerang's captured. He gets taken to lock. Lock orders a dead shot to kill him. Well, uh, it makes for an awkward moment because dead shot, big spoiler here, just shoots Locke right in the fucking face. Just boom. And I love, there's a panel in here. <laughs> I posted it on the social media. You can find it uh, in my followed Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and the group and all that. I posted it in all of there. But there's an awesome shot of Deadshot firing right point blank in Locke's face. And instead of seeing brains all over the place, you see the, uh, uh, well, a rendition of the Comic Code Authority stamp. <laughs> uh, only with DC's little mark on it instead. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like, I thought it was clever. I thought it was clever. I thought fucking Tom Taylor killed it on that. Bruno Redondo also, obviously, drew it, killed it. But I have a feeling that was a Tom Taylor note. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Seems Tom Taylor-y, though. <laughs> He's a genius. Uh, not that Bruno Redondo's not a genius, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, um, hmm. He, uh, uh he... They all know that Locke dies, all the triggers implanted in their brain are going to go off. Well, Jog, being the hero that he is, half-blowed up himself, he has enough for one little sprint, and he goes through and he actually somehow removes all of the uh, devices from the squad. But, of course, knowing he wouldn't have enough time to rid the devices from himself, they blow up. Boom. Uh, Jaw goes down, uh, b saving the rest of the team. And it's a real bummer. Now, uh, they realize who's working for Locke now, and that would be Mr. Ted Cord. So, the team is to now go after Ted Cord. Uh, I said that Suicide Squad, watch out for Suicide Squad. It's going to be a sleeper book, and then it's just going to be DC's best thing that no one knows about. Uh, <laughs> because everyone's just going to think it's Batman or Superman or something. Nah, man. Suicide Squad's really becoming some of the best DC crap out there. And it's not crap by any means. It's just, yeah. Oh, go out and get Suicide Squad, I urge you. We got a couple of indies to talk about from the 27th, but just a couple. We've got Outer Darkness 2, number 2. Oh, yeah. John Lehman, Afu Chan, a little bit of Rob Guillory. Uh, I got the Afu-chan cover. Unfortunately, I couldn't get the Guillory variant on this one. I'll, I'll find it, though. I'll find it. So, <laughs> alright. This is the... the I, this is how comics should be more often. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Uh, getting into it, we... I'm not going to go in full detail in all of this because I really do believe that one should experience this on their own with the sense of surprise that I did. 
Um, but know this, know this, that uh, it's revealed that Tony and Colby are comic book characters. Adoy. But, I mean, but, like for real. Uh, Outer Darkness has brought in comic book characters to the t- and by outer darkness i mean the book outer darkness the team is sh- the the sharon that's the name of the ship the charon uh but yeah fucking uh, yeah so they're brought in via this holographs and the vrdo uh, and apparently that's outlawed tech because bad shit happens and then you kind of learn what kind of bad shit happens in the uh the opening of the story, but once again, <laughs> you're just gonna have to enjoy it yourself, man. It's so fucking good. So, as we know, Tony is brought in to essentially communicate with the Cyblaxians and this ambassador that, you know, they can only communicate through food, because that's what they do. Cyblaxian, you get it? Haha, <laughs> Cybo. John Layman, much? Well, throughout all this, uh, John Lehman is making it very, very aware of comic bookiness and fourth wall breaking and shit like that. And, oh, fuck. Or at least not, not necessarily fourth wall breaking, but narrower. Narr- I don't even know how to explain it. It's beautiful. It's fucking genius, man. This is genius comic book telling. So, comic book storytelling, sorry. Uh, but, alright, so yeah, Tony talks to the Cyblaxian ambassador, and then he realizes, oh shit, they want the same thing, and once, you know, they, they fucking, they, they get their way, we're just gonna be done for, because we're comic book characters, and, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're this out, we're being used in this outlawed technology, so they're gonna get the fuck out of us, or get, get rid of us real fucking quick. So, uh, do I really want to communicate that the Cyblaxians want to agree to this treaty? Eh, I don't know. Well, uh, Colby <laughs> uh, is yeah, he's, he's not all about it. <laughs> While Tony was doing his thing and everybody's attention was focused on that meeting with the Cyblaxian ambassador, Colby was using the holograph thingy to bring back 98% of the cast and crew of Chew. Boom. Oh my god. Holy shit. And yes, Pollo motherfucking locos. Oh shit. This is the best, man. It's a shame that we're only getting one more issue of this this mini series. It's such a shame that fucking Outer Darkness was canceled. And the, uh, I I I actually, I after I read this, I messaged John Lehman and you know, told him how blown my mind was. And he was so bummed the to to tell me that this fucking outer darkness this this is the last we're gonna get of it because yeah and it made me realize the genius that this fucking story was uh, I I don't even it, it's it, it's just some of the best shit ever I don't know I I really think John Lehman is the most underappreciated comic book storyteller ever period and Afu Chan and Rob Guillory Rob Guillory did a couple of pages in it. Uh, not as much as the first issue, but Afu Chan just really fucking carries the shit out of this book very well. Very well. Never stumbles. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, the last indie book from uh, last week is uh, Farmhand. Farmhand number 15. Rob Guillory and Rico Renzi doing the colors on this one, or helping with the colors. Uh, Guillory did the cover, so yeah, pick that up. 
All right, now this is the midway point here. Uh, after this, we're going to get a bit of a hiatus, uh, an undetermined amount of time between this and the last half. It's going to go 30 issues. But fuck, does everything wrap up nicely here? Um, it's. Fuck, I don't even know if I want to get all the way into it, because it's so deep. It's so deep. I'm, I'm not going to give this the full rundown, because I have a feeling if I did, I'm going to end up going 20 minutes on this issue, and I don't have the time, you don't have the time, we got other books to talk about, but just know, just trust me, that um, if you have been reading this series, uh, and you know, it's the 15 is well worth your time, just know that, um, if you haven't, go through and check out Farmhand, seriously, read it all the way through, if you can find it, you're going to have to find it in trade, I'm sure, because it's been optioned, for, not optioned, it's in development right now. The, the, the pilot script has been submitted to AMC. I know that, because I know people. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, huh. Read Farmhand, that's all I gotta say. Read Farmhand. Alright, let's, uh, well, let's let's move into the third now. We are now talking the books that came out on the 3rd of June, 2020, still, obviously. And we've got a little bit of Marvel to talk about. Just a little bit, but, mm-hmm, some really, really, really good stuff. We're going to start out with the first X-title to talk about in a while, at least for me. Marauders. Marauders number 10. Jared Duggan, Stefano Caselli, and Edgar Delgado. And I got the Russell Dockman, Matthew Wilson cover A. So, um, well, Forge, his power dampening weapons have been, well, they're being reproduced by the Russians. And uh, Bishop confirms this, and yeah. Meanwhile, we gotta go fucking get this guy. Now, the thing is, is uh, the, the, how did this happen? Well, Forge did work with a guy um, back in just some guy, but he did happen to have a photographic memory. And that is the only way and means that, you know, uh, that he could the Russians could possibly get a hold of this tech because they happen to know that he is currently working in Russia. So, well... Uh, theory confirmed, they tracked down this Russian submarine to go and get this feller. And they do, uh, Icemen and Storm, they fucking do their goddamn cool thing in the, out in the, the sea, and it's, it's badass, it's badass. But, yeah, so, you know, they, they, they get their, uh, the forge, he's able to detain his former associate, and, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's good there. Well, Emma Frost and the Stepford Cuckoos, they go around and they pretty much manipulate the crew's memory and do the things they do, and they convince them that they're, you know, it's alien abductions and all of that shit, and yeah, uh, they put them on this UFO, and <laughs> how did they get a UFO? Well, uh, Emma, she, you know, she knows people, <laughs> and they, they, you know, really make that to be a, hey, we'll talk about this mystery in another f featured X-Men story. Uh, I'm open for that. I would like to know that. I would like to know how Emma got a UFO. I think that's... <laughs> bring that on. I'm telling you, Jerry Duggan is killing this fucking series in the best way. So yes, now, Forge, at this point in time... Well, what are they going to do with this guy? They're going to kill the former associate just because he knows how to do things? No. Nope. They're going to retire him. And I don't mean that in some, you know, mafia type of way. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna bring him to 
Krakoa and, you know, give him a goddamn beach drink um, umbrella sippy thingy. <laughs> I, I, pff, words, am I right? And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's there now, and that's it. He's not allowed to be out and about. It's going to be a good life on Krakoa for him, but that's, that's just where he is. He is too much of a threat, and bam. Now, uh, he's not fighting it by any means. If anything, he seems kind of relieved because he fucking, yeah, uh, he makes a friend real quick and fast. Uh, uh, but still kind of, uh, I mean, that's, that's kidnapping. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Mutants are extremists these days. Extremists. All right. That's not the end of the issue, though. We finally get to figure out what the fuck's going on with Cape Pride. Now that she was been drowned by, uh, oh fuck, who was it? The Black, uh, the Black King. Yeah, whatever. But mm-hmm, not a good guy. Not a good guy. My throat is just dying right now. Um. Yeah. Well. Xavier, he's pretty much just admitted that yes, we cannot resurrect Kate at this time. Don't know what to do, and he's got the his his uh his six, you know, the very super powerful resurrecting mutants, speed balls and whatnot, gold balls. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, fucking, it's not good. It's not good. But at least they've acknowledged it. They've acknowledged it. That you know, they're fucking there. They're trying. They're trying, but they they can't. You know, and it was never the theory was never really confirmed that she couldn't be resurrected just because she couldn't go through the portals. It was just kind of assumed that she couldn't be because there's something different about her her genetic makeup in some way. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer. She's still sitting in a little cocoon, um, dead as fuck. Huh. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. Marauders was fucking great. It really was. It, ugh, it was so fucking good. Yeah, it was such a bummer too, though. <laughs> it was and at the same time. What's up with that kidnapping? Anyway, uh, Venom, Venom number twenty-five. Donny Cates, Mark Badley, and the Owens and Frank Martin cover. I got the Stegman cover with Mayer and Martin doing that. Um, really, what this is? This is the end of the Venom Island thing. It's Eddie. He's back. And he's still being tortured in his head by Carnage. And this is not so much of an over... I mean, it's not going to be much of an overview because it's a a lot of visual back and forth. And, you know, just Carnage just fucking with him and tormenting him. But throughout all that, uh, Eddie, he's talking to somebody and explaining this motherfucker's coming and it's bad. And yeah, well, and then at the end, you realize the people he's talking to is the Avengers. So he's warning the Avengers about, yeah, Null. And it's uh, not looking, not looking so good. Not looking so good. I like to see Kate's take on writing a little bit of Avengers. I don't know, I think, yeah, it sounds like a fun deal. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but speaking of Avengers, we do got the final Marvel book of the week to talk about. Avengers number 33, Jason Aaron, Javier Garon, and Jason Keith, covered by Mateo Scalera and Rachel Rosenberg. Now, uh, if you're a Moon Knight fan, 
on any level, you probably dug the fuck out of this book. I know I did. Um, I'm all of a sudden a uh, my my love for Moon Knight has been reinvigorated like a song bitch. I went out and picked up some Moon Knight books. I mean, some old Mark Spector, '89 series. <coughs> yeah, that shit. Um, so yeah, what's happening here essentially is Mark Spector. He, uh, Kanshu is having his way with Mark Spector, and he's putting him on this, this, uh, really just this errand running, (laughs) errand running, yeah, he's running some errands, alright, he's fucking up a bunch of heroes, Avengers and, uh, bench warmers and stuff, and starting with Iron Fist, he's at Kunlun, and Iron Fist approaches him and he's like, hey, what's up, Mark? You know, fucking, which alter ego are you, and blah, 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 and then, you know, what what can I do you for, are we gonna team up, and, well, Mark Spector, just fucking bam, and we get a badass fight, as a matter of fact, there are several badass fight sequences throughout all this, but the first one uh, is probably my favorite, Mark Spector, or Moon Knight, essentially, versus Iron Fist, and, well, in the end, Moon Knight comes out with the Iron Fist, carrying on uh and then he just kind of goes on this montage you know he visits dr strange yeah takes out dr strange uh goes to ghost rider fucking fucks up robbie Reyes. he's now got the hell charger he's just collecting all these powers and conchu's given him the ability to do it and then the next up we got black panther confronting uh, moon knight and conchu's army standing behind him and we get a fucking badass fight between... Well, actually, we don't. We don't get a fight. I take that back. Uh, Black Panther completely surrenders. He says, you know, let Wakanda go, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go peacefully. And Moon Knight says, oh, this won't be peaceful. <laughs> We're not, there's no peaceful about this. And then, uh, well, then arrives Thor. And that's where the fight happens. So BP doesn't really get his... Uh, yeah, I call him BP. We're on that level. Uh, Black Panther doesn't really get his time to fight Moon Knight because Thor is fighting him. Uh, well, here's the deal. This is this is where shit gets. <laughs> so Mjolnir, we don't know Mjolnir, right? The hammer made of Uru. Well, what the fuck is Uru? Huh. Well, <laughs> we find out that Uru is essentially Moon Rock. Can you dig it? Thor goes to throw Mjolnir, and Moon Knight can control it control the hammer because the power of Khonshu and the moon and whatever. Apparently the Khonshu's moon powers are more powerful than Odin's blessing. Gnarly shit. Gnarly shit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thor defeated Mjolnirless. Ah. <sighs> And Kanshu just goes on to say, we're closer to saving the world now. On to the event, you know, keep taking out these motherfucking Avengers. Dog. Dude. Holy shit. It's... <laughs> that, that, that's just fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing storytelling. I, I, I love... I'm telling you, Jason Aaron's one of the best out there. I, I put him in the top three for sure. My, he's in my top three, no doubt. What he's doing with Avengers is uh, absolutely incredible, and uh, I, I, yeah, they turn Moon Knight into a fucking villain. Whatever, give it to me. I love it. 
I fucking love it. Because it's not Moon Knight. It's, you know, we all know it's Khonshu's the villain. Always has been. I think that's why Moon Knight's so fucking badass. Is Yeah. <laughs> He's powered by a villain. Still doing good. But mm, not so much now. Not so much. Uh, if you're not reading Avengers, it's again, highly recommended. Highly recommended. Uh, start out right now. Pick it up right now. It's a brand new story arc. Could be fun. Why not? And then you like it, go back and read some more. There's 32 other issues before that. All of them awesome. Uh, Alright, let's get back to DC. You know, those guys. Got a few DC books to talk about that came out on the 6th. First being Batman Superman, number 9. Glad to see this book back. Joshua Williamson, Clayton Henry, and Alejandro Sanchez. Cover by Henry and Sanchez. So, uh, alright, yeah, well, Batman, he's, he's answering, uh, to a call that the Gotham City Police Department sent out, uh, there was this body that's been washed up, and, yeah, uh, Batman immediately realizes, oh shit, Atomic Skull's in this motherfucker, but he's supposed to be reformed, what the hell? So the cops are all, you know, they have their weapons drawn on Atomic Skull, and he's very reluctant, but he fucking, as Batman shows up, Atomic Skull fucking kind of blasts these goddamn cops away. Uh, but Atomic Skull, this, I'm just going to call him Skull. He's very much like, whoa, Batman, don't, don't, please, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you. I know this looks bad, but those cops aren't what they say they are, and Batman's like, I know, I know. I know they look like cops, but, uh, they smell. They smell like death, so, yeah. And then he takes off the helmet of one of the, the things, and it's very, very dead. And Batman, you know, he's doing his thing. Uh, and, you know, he, he believes Atomic Skull. But he says, you know, like, what the fuck? Uh, how? Uh, well, the other thing, too, it's not just the smell. It's the fact that the, <laughs> the, the, the riot gear that the police are using at this point in time uh, they're, they're, they're outdated, this is all stuff that happened after, you know, pre-City, or these uniforms were the ones the cops were using pre-City of Bane, after Bane took over and did his thing, and Batman took the city back, he donated new gear to all of the new officers, so they all got new duds, and, you know, Bruce Wayne, of all people, would know that that's not the duds that these cops are supposed to be wearing, plus, the smell of death, so... Yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go, uh, fucking, uh, he's, he's trying to get some, sh you know, he's trying to get Skull to tell him, you know, why, why, what's going on, Skull says, look, he sent me after you, who, I can't tell you that, uh, but, you know, he sent me after you, and he's gonna use, he's trying to get me to use you against Superman, we're trying to take down Superman, or he's gonna try and take down Superman to use me to use you, yeah, you see that Batman? Uh, by the way, boom, explodes, um, bunch of people gets taken out and blah blah blah, well, Batman, yeah, he was in that explosion, he was right there, he was fucking ground zero. Well, where's Superman at? Well, he's just trying to have a good time with Lil Slane, you know? He got his identity out and everything, and now he can't, he can't fucking catch a break anywhere. Well, mm, mm, well, Superman hears out in Gotham City, and even he's like, well, that's Batman's territory, but uh, something tells me I should get the fuck down there. So he fucking flies down there, and of course Batman's trapped, so he picks Batman up, and he says, look, uh, Superman even says, well, uh, Skull, Atomic Skull wouldn't have done this. He's reformed, and Batman's like, I know. 
uh, he, he was being controlled, uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, um, meanwhile, meanwhile, those cops, remember about that body washed up? Yeah, uh, they, they, they find this cave not far off from where this, uh, mysterious crazy body washed up, and they realize the body probably didn't wash up from the beach, it was probably thrown out of this here cave that's clearly man-made and brand new, and, um, probably interdimensionally kind of looking, but whatever, let's just go in here, we're just two regular-ass cops, and they go in there, and they find a very, 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 very old villain in the Superman universe, we're talking, like, Action Comics number 12 old, I believe, uh, and that is the Ultra Humanite, mm, he's been putting together all these fucking brainwashed goddamn bodies and shit, and, um, making them all atomic, you know, like Atomic Skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who's after Superman. So there you go. I thought it was a great fucking story. I think Joshua Williamson fucking just killed it on this one. This guy's really starting to to, to sway my opinion on him. Maybe I just don't like Flash. That's all there is to it. Maybe he has nothing to do with it. Maybe we give fucking Tom Taylor to write Flash. And maybe I still wouldn't like it. Who knows? Uh, it's just, I had this weird opinion about Joshua Williamson because everything I was reading I wasn't digging. By everything, I mean Flash and then a couple of Batman tie-ins he did involving Flash. Uh, but no, fuck, Batman Superman is incredible. I'm glad to see this is an ongoing and I dig the hell out of it. I really do. Uh, let's talk... Detective Comics, Detective Comics number 1022, this is Peter J. Tomasi, Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, and Brad Anderson, covered by Walker, Hennessy, and Anderson. This is a uh, tie-in, or Road 2 tie-in, for the Joker War. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of flashbacky type of stuff, but it starts out with uh, Two-Face. He's got Batman hung over this, this vat of acid, and as he's bringing him in, you know, doing his big villainous monologue, Batman's able to tip over the acid thing, and, you know, he gets fucking... His suit's all getting eaten up and everything, but he's able to, in his Batman ways, propel out of there and get the fuck out, and... Yeah, uh, he's able to track down one of the, the Two-Face henchmen uh, that didn't, you know, really just get eaten the fuck alive by the acid that he tipped over. <laughs> not dead, but they're not in yeah, any position to be talking to Batman at that point in time. But Batman finds one guy, and he gets it, you know, the, the, essentially the history of why the fuck Two-Face is doing this out of him. And then we get a big flashback. Going all the way back to New 52, apparently a old Batman and Robin issue. And uh, the Joker had just shot him, or the Joker. The Two-Face had just shot himself in the face, but he had lived. Um, Joker arrives, and gets him back, and he starts tinkering with his brain and all this stuff. And implanting all this shit. And he turns him into this pawn for this big future fucking plan. That I would imagine is uh, having to do with the Joker War in some way, shape, or form. And then, yeah, um, while all that's going on, Batman realizes, oh shit, okay, Joker's out there, what's he doing? Well, they're going to tell you what he's doing. He's digging up something, and by something I mean someone. He's got a new fucking bad guy associate. I don't know, it's fucking good shit. It's fucking good shit. Uh, I know that was a real, real quick uh, uh, fucking walkthrough, but that's that's essentially what's going on there. Uh, Detective Comics, killed it, man. See, how can you be mad at DC when books like this are coming out. Yes, DC's 
on a, a higher power level, yeah, they fucked up. But it's not like they're putting out bad stuff. That's why ugh, it's it's a shame if you know anybody out there boycotting them because of this. You know th- this decision. You know it's the the creators don't deserve that. They don't deserve that. So fucking support the shit out of them, man. Still buy these books. They're 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 worth it. I promise. Uh, the last book to overview this week is going to be Shazam. Shazam number 12. This is uh, Jeff Loveness, Brandon Peterson, and Mike Atea stepping in on an interlude issue. And Brandon Peterson did the cover as well. So this is uh, all predates issue one of Shazam. Uh, this is a fun little story. It is. It's a, it's a team-up story slash not team-up story. And I'll explain that more in a second. But uh, it starts out with Freddy's just kind of giving Billy the Billy the business for not having bigger villains. Because we get this crocodile in the suit. And, you know, it's uh, not much of a villain. So, <laughs> uh, And, you know, he's like, well, I've got Black Adam and I've got Dr. Savannah. And he's like, yeah, and that's two. And he's like, well, I got Mr. Mind. He's like, dude, it's a smart bug. Come on. You think you'd be striving for more, Billy. You got all this power and blah, blah, blah. And Billy essentially gets shamed into going out and putting himself in danger uh, because of Freddy. So you know, he's like, all right, well, nothing going on here. Let's uh, let's head to Gotham. I bet you there's some bad shit going on in Gotham. Plus, how cool would it be to team up with Batman? And, uh, yeah. Well, he, hear, he hears through the fucking blimp, radio blimp. Blimp on a radio? I don't know. Uh, radio, radio, blimps radio? I don't know. I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's apparently some shit going down in a certain building, and Scarecrow is spotted and all that. Well, Shazam has never fought Scarecrow before, and he thinks, well, pff, well fucking, I can go take out Scarecrow. Well, he falls into Scarecrow's little trap, and he falls into his little fear gas, and Scarecrow's very, very, very intrigued with Billy being a child and all of that, and he uh, he has him. He he's got Billy he's under his under his little fear shit. But but Batman, can't sue me, Warner Brothers. AT and T. I know you're hurting right now. Can't do it. Uh, Batman shows up and he helps Billy and, you know, they kapow the shit out of Scarecrow together kind of for a second. And they fly off and then Batman gives Billy the old, what the fuck you doing, Billy? You're just a kid. And, uh, maybe you should just enjoy your childhood because, you know, you made a stupid decision here. And if I wasn't here and Scarecrow would have released this gas on Gotham City like he was planning to do because he's now, you know, been able to weaponize it into an airborne whatever. It's bad. Um, and you almost made that happen, so maybe just kind of stop and take a step back. You don't have to be a superhero at a super young age right now, all the time. Just be a kid. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a very Shazammy type of story. Uh, I'm not sh- uh, unnecessary, but at the same time, I, I don't like to use the word unnecessary. Uh, every comic is necessary. There's there's definitely a a, a a fucking moral to pull from that. Absolutely, you know there there's no doubt about that. But as far as driving the story, the plot forward in the series, not so much, not so much necessary. But still, it was a good book, and I thought Jeff Loveness and Brandon Peterson and Mike Taylor did a great job stepping it up, stepping it up. 
So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it for the overviews. Uh, before I jump into the honorable mentions and all that, I'm going to take a quick break and leave you with this. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right, we're back, and let's talk honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, the book that books that didn't quite make the overview, but still made it on my poll list. So let's uh, let's start out, and these are all just in no specific order, uh, very random. Uh, we're gonna start out with Reaver number eight from Image. I'm loving the shit out of Reaver. I really am. It's, uh, th- this one, is, it's, it was just a quick, I mean, there's nothing, the, the read was very, very dense, and I, I mean that in a good way, actually. Usually I don't mean that in a good way, but I do mean that in a good way this time. I like knowing everything about Rakala and SM Breaker. It's just, it was, it, it, it's so, I just, I, I wouldn't know how to explain it properly without questioning every single sentence so i'm just gonna just recommend it recommend the series and there you go um i did pick up catwoman number 22 for the sake of speculation so yeah uh there you go and see i'm i i I drink my own kool-aid go go power rangers number 31 uh yeah this is the second to last issue of the series it's I haven't. Gogo has been very jumpy with the timelines and everything. So I, after the last few issues, I just kind of said, you know, I'm gonna just, I'll ride this one out on my pull list and just kind of stay tuned to Mighty Morphin and go with there, uh, or go with that. We'll we'll see. Maybe I'll read the final issue and think differently and go back and read this one. I don't know. We'll see. But either way, I'm a Power Rangers fan, so it's it's on my pull list. I did pick up Dr. Afro number one, just because I like picking up number ones, I guess. But uh, I guess there is, I guess, for well, the sake of speculation, I missed this one. There is a new character in it. Who it is, I don't know. But, yeah, there you go. Dr. Afro number one. Finger Guns, number two. I added this to my pull list, but unfortunately, number one just never showed up. Not enough ordered, so I kind of missed the boat on that one. I can't wait till I can go through and find number one. And uh, read this read this series properly, but it it is continuing to stay on my pull list right now. Justice League Dark number twenty two. Eventually, I'm gonna go through and catch up on the fucking sixteen or so issues that I'm behind on this series. But yeah, Justice League Dark. There you go. Uh, the boys, dear Becky, number one. Um, I gotta go through and uh, yeah, I I gotta reread the boys. I want to read the whole series, and then, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to keep the, the Dear Becky on my pull list, and then once, you know, I'm all into the boys and all that, I'm going to uh, jump on this and, yeah, 
pick up right where it leaves off. This is just essentially right where the boys leaves off, from my understanding. King of Nowhere, number two. This book is fucking wacky, man. It really is. This is fear and loathing all over the place. It's, I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting off of it. it, it it's cool. It's wacky. I, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, whatever you do, don't be on drugs while reading this. <laughs> uh, alienated, number three. Uh, so I, I'm going to read this in bulk. I wanna five issues, six issues, whatever this series may be, whatever the first arc may be. I don't know where they're going with it, but uh, I did go through and pick up the second print of number one. So I was trying to get around to reading it during the the hiatus, but that didn't happen unfortunately. So yeah, Alienated continues to stay on my poll list despite the fact that I haven't read it yet. Uh Butcher of Paris number five. This series coming to or came to an end. I will eventually get Mr. Robert Webb on, who is an expert on the actual Butcher of Paris, and has this book on his pull list as well. I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna read all five issues, and then we're gonna record an episode together at some point in time. Um, and uh, yeah, get you a whole uh, professional <laughs> trade negotiation. Bam. Should be a lot of fun on that one. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Now that the fifth issue's out, I will binge it. TMNT Urban Legends, number 23. So this is where the series was canceled. Now 24, 25, and 26 is where it all comes to an end. Uh, so, yeah. And this is, this is, could be some sort of a speculative book. I don't know. Um, but probably not so much. Either way, I'm happy to have the entire run. Um, all in my, all in my, uh, polis there. In my collection is what I mean to say. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 43. Yeah, you think I'd be reading Amazing Spider-Man, but to be honest, I'm just kind of not into the Otley era of Spider-Man. You know, I pick and choose here and there, and, uh, there's a story arc that catches my eye every once in a while, but this one, uh, I'm just kind of... I'm not, it's too much boomerang going on in this series, in my opinion. That's just me. I'm not a boomerang guy. There's a lot of boomerang. It's boomerang heavy for sure. Uh, Green Lantern, season two, number three. This is Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp and Greg Olaf added again. Uh, I don't have time for Green Lantern, even with the slim pull list right now. <laughs> There's just a lot going on um, in the in this in this run, the first season was 12 issues. I would imagine they're going to go another 12 here. Uh, I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I, I do have it all in my pull list, so that's that's neat, right? Um, I did pick up the third print. Is this the third print? Fourth print? Yeah, third print of You're the Villain, Hell Arisen, number three, just because, well, you know, it's, it's a low print run, and, you know, I actually, I think I'm going to go get this slabbed. I think I'm going to get it slabbed and throw it up on the auction. Uh, Self-plug? Yep. Yeah, Cheers to Comics, in case you didn't know, is actually doing auctions. Yeah, the Cheers to Comics Facebook group, the Facebook page. You can find me there. Um, I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the voice behind it all. I'm the guy flipping books, turning books over, and uh, yeah. Yep, that's me. That's me. So find me there. There's, I have great deals. I just decided I'm going to start doing a $1 and $2 show. Yep. $1 auctions and $2 buy it nows and yeah, all that good stuff. But on other, you know, my Monday normal 9.30 show, 
uh, 9.30 Mountain Time. Uh, I'm gonna eventually have this, this book here, this Hello Risen third print, slabbed and up for auction. This is all gonna be a new thing to me, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing that. Uh, Terrifics, number 27. I got it just because it's the end of this series in print, and they're gonna continue this on digitally. Yeah, that's another thing that happened. A bunch of books are being cancelled and continued digitally through DC now as well. So 28, 29, and 30 of the Terrifics is going to end this series, and this is the last one. Uh, apparently it's a Dark Knight's Metal tie-in, and that is the reason, the main reason why I picked it up. Uh, I didn't read it. I don't know why it's a Metal tie-in, but yeah, it is. Uh, and then there's Joker Harley, Criminal Sanity, number four. Big DC Black Label book. I think they're going nine issues on this one. Uh, this is going to be a binge book for me. Uh, I was a big fan of the first issue when I read it. I love the Francesco Matino covers. So, yeah, there you go. There you have it. The be the honorable mentions. Uh, unfortunately, the wall books be slim. Very slim wall books this week. Uh, I was supposed to have the variant cover, the uh, Libra Mayho variant cover to Detective 22, but Diamond short-shipped. So hopefully I'm going to be able to get the uh, reorder on that. Uh, that one, even then, that would have been the only wall book that I had to talk about this week. Like I, got, like I said, guys, it's slim times, slurs, slim times. Uh, that does it. That does it. This is this is episode 197. Um, go out, uh, support local comic book stores as much as you can while you can. I don't want to sound grim. I don't want to make it sound like the sky's falling, but you'll probably end up thanking me in the end when you do. So. There you go. Um, support this podcast by jumping on patreon.com slash cheers to comics for as little as a dollar a month or tiers ranging on up. You get access to exclusive commercial free ad free interviews. Um, uh, I mean, there's all types of great tiers. There really is. I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, how do I, how do I, what, well, it's a buck. How do I sell you on a buck? I mean, it's, it supports this podcast in great ways. It really does. You yeah, and tell a friend and then they have them tell a friend. And that's, that's how that dollar adds up. And it goes to uh, nothing but the podcast. Nothing but the podcast. I'm always looking at advancing. Right now, the goal is to get together a new recorder. Yeah, we're going to take this show on the road, motherfuckers. And I can only do that through the power of Patreon. So, patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Uh, also, leave five-star reviews. Five-star reviews help get this podcast in the charts. And that's... Yeah, I, I, I believe that I'm spreading the good word that is comic books, the much-needed word, the very much-needed word that is comic books right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, you could help by just leaving five-star reviews. You don't have to start a podcast and talk about it. All you got to do is go to the place where you listen to this podcast and leave a review, and then eventually, uh, yeah, this book, this, this podcast gets out there. And you do your part in spreading the good word, the positive word of comic books. So, yes, do your part. Do your part. 
Um, I I do wish you all the best. I, I really do. I hope you're all staying safe. I mean it. Support a local comic book store any way you can, even if you're quarantine conscious, corona conscious. There's there's other ways to do it. There's other ways to support shops. Um, there uh, There's a lot of them doing auctions and stuff, so get on it. Get on it. Do your part. Let's keep it alive while we can. You slurds, read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne.